Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Value Guys Stock Talk Show. Whoops. Yeah, pretty cool, huh? We are two 30-year Wall Street analysts who have taken on secret identities and gone underground in order to provide you with our candid views on a couple of stocks that we find each week. You've seen our faces on TV, you've seen us quoted in the news, but our bosses would never allow our unfiltered views on the air, so we've disguised our voices and they'll never know. This week is uh, March 16th, 2012, and we're going to bring you a couple of ideas from a, uh, a small cap value screen that we run here in the shop, and uh, we've got uh, three good ideas off that low PE, low market cap screen. And then I think Mo has something this week that you found uh, in some momentum-y way. I did. Uh, anyway, uh, see all our disclosures at www.thevalueguys.com, um, where you'll see our primary caveats. First, this show is for entertainment purposes only. That's not a guarantee. Secondly, uh, Mo and I are professional analysts and portfolio managers during the week. And we do a lot of important fundamental analysis and interview management teams and look through a lot of ratios and uh, uh, cash flow statistics and do some competitive analysis. Here, we've done none of that. Third, my lawyer needs, uh, needs me to tell you that we may not have your best interests in mind and we may be advising you to do the opposite of what you actually should do, so do your own work. And then fourth, and this hasn't changed, uh, we're heavily drinking. Um, and uh, that, that's the truth as well. That's the consistency. Uh, so, uh, again, see all our disclosures at www.thevalueguys.com, uh, where you'll see photos, bios, and uh, really nothing of any value at all. Um, okay, a couple of uh, announcements this week. We have uh, launched a new show. It's called The Value Guys Stock Talk Show. And uh, we've got a new logo. It's up on uh, iTunes and on our website. And what we'll be doing is uh, basically the same, drinking. But um, we will be sourcing ideas off the same tools we use here in the shop um, rather than an uh, arbitrary publication that comes on certain days of the week. This week, we're going to look at actually a screen that came right off Yahoo. It's called a small cap value screen. And what it is, is it's looking at uh, low PEs, uh, quick ratios over one, which is, uh, I'm pretty sure, cash plus receivables plus inventory divided by current liabilities, that being greater than one. And then market caps between zero and two billion. So... Uh, you know, that's the actual universe that we tend to look at. And we use a lot of different types of screens here in the, uh, in the office, but low PE is kind of a bread and butter. And so uh, we started there. Uh, there were about, uh, I don't know, 50 stocks on this uh, screen. I went through them all here with Mo, and we, that took a we, while. You started yesterday. I know. And so uh, we've been uh, drinking and screening. And now we're ready to share some of that serious work with the listener. That's true. So cheers. Just because we spent a lot of time on it doesn't mean that we got much done. Well, it's a very little value, I'm sure, at all. But uh, it might, you know, foster a few ideas, maybe do some more work, that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, first up this week, uh, a little stock called Caribou Coffee. 
ticker CBOU. And what I got attracted to, of course, was the fact that Caribou Coffee has a PE of 10. That's pretty low. Uh, look a little further. Price to sales. Again, another nice metric to look at. Maybe earnings are under pressure. Maybe they're not, you know, don't have a PE because they're losing a little money. Price to sales, obviously combined with what you might think a normalized margin is, can be a proxy for uh, for earnings. And in this case, it's uh, it just hovers around one. Enterprise value to EBITDA, 10.9. I like looking at the inverse of that as a guide to the earnings yield on buying the company. So the inverse of 10.9 would be uh, about 9%. That's pretty good. This stock does not pay a dividend. So Caribou Coffee, um, you know, they do coffee. They sell coffee, uh, and they obviously have uh, taken advantage of a trend for people to pay more for coffee. Uh, founded in 1992 in Minnesota. The source I'm looking at here does not tell me how many locations that they have, so you'd want to know that. They have... Uh, you might want to try the coffee, too. Well, I, it depends on the time of day. I like this one in the afternoon, I guess. I like Starbucks in the morning. But what's attractive is simply uh, the valuation is cheap. The return on assets this uh, last year was 29%. I like that. It's improved from the last couple of years, so it appears that they've... Uh, and their sales haven't changed too much, so it appears they might have changed their model, maybe more franchising, less company-owned stores, that type of thing, because they've had a big jump in return. I like that. Uh, the EBITDA margin has just been marching forward for even through the downturn, and it's picking up, uh, last year picked up 60 basis points, of 20 the year before that, 20 the year before that, 200 the year before that. So they have an ongoing uh, improvement in their EBITDA margin going on. And you got a gross margin that you know, is down a little bit, but it's in the high 40s. Um, and so the question you have to ask yourself is, is coffee a stable consumer product? Is it a, is it a, a you know, a reliable uh, consumer product into the future? Or is it faddish and apt to, you know, be under pressure from a demand point of view? To me, that's the, is, that's uh, the main question. Is, duh... A uh, technical word I can use on the show. Yeah, we. Well, then uh, that's been scrub fire sensors. Then, uh, duh, is is coffee going to be as a stable product? Yeah, coffee's yeah. a stable product. It's here's the five thousand years old. I know. Here's, I know. I agree with that. By the way, here's the, here's the sixty four thousand dollar question, or the sixty four dollar stock price question. People are saying in the industry that coffee is the new wine. It's as complex. It's sophisticated. They want to go the. They've already gone the way craft brews have gone. Now they want to go the way wine goes. What do you pay for a glass of wine? Fourteen dollars. You can certainly. Right. And why should most coffee, people don't? And why you. should coffee be any less of an interesting experience and sophisticated? I mean, seriously, this is all over the industry. So if this industry can pursue a pricing model that's more akin to wine. And maybe, who knows, maybe even craft beer goes in that direction. But they're seriously considering it that $4 for a cup of coffee, it's going to go to 10 And you're going to love it because you're going to treat it like an expensive glass of wine. So if that works, hey, it's a great well, story. Well, here's, here's, uh, here's my theory on that. When you're buying an expensive glass of wine, you're not just buying the wine. You're buying the buzz? Well, you're buying the buzz. 
you're buying, uh, you, you're, you're likely with someone, you're buying a glass of wine, they're having a glass of wine. It's a percentage of a much larger bill, typically, if you're having it over a meal. So, but not if you just go out for a drink. Well, if you go out for a drink, again, you're, you're not just going out for the wine. You're right. going out for the environment, the fun, the people you might run into, etc. Are you doing that with coffee? Or maybe your point might be, we will be doing My that point with is that the industry thinks we will be doing it with coffee. We will consider it like a wine, which means that we're going to, that could have, uh, I mean, what other industries that are kind of mature in volume like coffee have the potential to uh, double, triple, quadruple their prices yeah. over a five-year period? You know, so, the, the, interesting story. One issue you have on that, though, is, and, and you don't have this in wine, is there's Dunkin' Donuts, McDonald's, People like that selling coffee, uh, and it tastes pretty good. I don't know if you've had a Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Trader or, Joe's sells a $2 yeah, bottle yeah. of wine, which, oh, by the way, isn't that bad, but nonetheless, okay. it has But you can't get it at a restaurant. Not fair enough. Yeah. So, but I, look, I like caribou coffee. I'm just saying that's a risk I see, but I do I actually agree with you generally that coffee's in the ascension. It's taking share uh, of uh, total beverage, and this thing looks priced pretty good if you do get that kind of price expansion. And the, the stock momentum, which is usually a pretty good indicator of whether people like this or not, has been pretty good for, for a while. So, yeah. Okay. Caribou Coffee, CBOU. I don't know. Throw don't that know. in the garbage. Next. All right. Next up. Uh, this stock is called Newport Corp, N-E-W-P. Now, just to give you an idea yeah. how much research we've actually done, I'm going to put my hand over the description here and ask you what they do. Uh, they have an advanced technology. Yeah. In uh, uh, hey, uh, uh. hey, no, that's not fair. <laughs> no, you're supposed to know what. I mean, just. I I'm, don't know. I don't know. Boy, that's good. When yeah. you when you haven't even read the company description. Well, I read it earlier when I chose it. No, I wrote, I I read it earlier when I chose it. You forgot it. I did forget it. I'm busy over here. I got 30 <laughs> stocks sitting on my desk right now. At Newport. All right, let me read this here. And this is coming right from the 10K. By the way, we do not scrimp on primary resources. Yeah, and we sometimes go to the 14 and the 15K, which I, is the more in-depth. Or the L. Or the L, yeah. Yeah, the L. you know, you sometimes do that. Uh, all right, well, let's see. What do they do? What do okay, they do? Okay, Newport. This is not the uh, menthol cigarette company, by it's the way. It's not the mining no. company either. Not at all. They do advanced technology and solutions for scientific research, life, and health science. You see? I mean, that sounds pretty cool. It's pretty proprietary. Aerospace, defense, photovoltaic, industrial manufacturing, semiconductors, and microelectronics. They offer products that provide customers, uh, blah, 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 photonic solutions. I knew there was something. And optomechanical subassemblies yeah. and subassembly systems How? and advanced manufacturing systems, which include the laser division, the ultra-fast laser, I mean, ultra laser division, and the double pumped solid state Q-switched lasers diode pumped proprietary advanced division of technology. That's amazing. I'll buy the stock. Well, here's, I do want to say All this. that, all that for $16. $16. And they'll ship it for free. Act uh, tomorrow because well, brokers are standing by to take your call. Here's what I want to say about this. Hmm. In a moment, we had a company in here a couple of weeks ago, Industrial Lasers. And uh, this area is taking a bunch of share from your traditional, um, you know, metal uh, cutting uh, band saws and various things like that. 
and it's, it's more efficient, it's cheaper, it uses less energy, and, uh, and I'll say lasers, unbeknownst to me, you know, uh, have become a very powerful um, and productive tool in industrial America. And so all this science is coming in. It's a way to keep corporate profits high because uh, lasers don't ask for raises. You know what I mean? And, uh, and they work all there day. There are no laser raises? There's no lazy lasers. No, there's no laser razors. Laser razors. So um, these guys are doing that. Now, I will say when you, you know, you can get excited about all that, and then you look down at their returns, and you're like, well, their best return on assets uh, was 12% in the last decade or so. That was last year, but then it fell to 5 this year. Uh, I'm not sure why. Their assets went up a lot, so there's probably an acquisition involved, and so uh, the returns are going down because they paid up a little bit for a for a company. I mean, that's what I'm just concluding. So do your own work. Also, their uh, their turnover ratios, a few other ratios changed a lot. So it looks like they're just, you know, they're adding somebody in. And they had a giant jump in EBITDA, um, which again smells like an acquisition, even though it doesn't say that here. Um, but what I'm attracted to is, is really they've got a, a pretty high EBIT margin, EBITDA margin, 17 percent, 14, 15. It's uh, suggesting that there's something proprietary going on. Uh, they've got a, a, a multiple of, uh, again, this is a screen on PE, 8.2 times the last 12 months PE, 13.5 times forward PE, which tells you that the earnings estimate uh, for this next year is down, and I'm looking at that here, it's down a little bit, so you'd want to know why that is. You know, clearly an order or something or two slipped a couple of quarters, but sometimes that's a way to get a great deal on a stock. An order slips a couple of quarters, they miss an estimate, and everyone gets upset, sells the stock, when really those orders are coming in anyway. And at a 1% or 2% interest rate, you're not paying a lot to simply wait and uh, pick that up a quarter or two later. But you got to check into that. Um, sales do have a nice trend of rising all, due, uh, all since uh, the uh, recession, so last four or five years all moving uh, in a positive direction. And uh, diversified, you know, product base. U.S. is half, Pacific 25%, Europe 21%, etc. The seven times multiple on enterprise value to EBITDA, again, I like to flip that over and think of that as a cash flow yield if we bought the whole company. So one over seven, I think, is about 14%. And that pays for a lot of, uh, you know, uncertainty with regard to one quarter's earnings slipping into a quarter or so. Then, you know, I'm looking at some competitors here. Uh, Agilent Technologies, Corning, Allied Motion, all show up as comps. And these guys, uh, they have a little bit higher multiple on forward earnings, but then they've got a much higher forecasted return on equity. So you're paying up a little bit for clearly a, a more profitable company, and it appears that they've got some pretty good growth. So my summary here is strong technology, at a good price because they missed a quarter or two, but it's a nice earnings yield as you wait for uh, recovery in their revenue. Mo, that's where I'm at. You know, I, the only thing that always gives me pause is uh, given the fact that this is a relatively smaller, what's the market cap on this thing? Uh, it's uh, $600 million. Yeah, $640 million. That's a That's a pretty small company to have. Do you see the seven analysts following this thing right up there? I didn't see that. Seven oh, analysts yeah. are following this. Um, so well, they just did a deal. Everyone was probably 
trying the, to get the deal, on the deal and only yeah. one got it. That means that six analysts are, are about to drop, drop coverage. coverage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, if that well. doesn't happen, <laughs> the one thing that concerns me is that uh, they must have done the deal. Well, you know, when you think that it's true, you always look at this and you say, what what happened to the share count? Yeah, <laughs> because no, if, the, if, the, if the number of analysts is proportion to the share count, nothing really happened with it. So those guys have probably been around for a while. But when seven, you know, seven independent people are, are dropping their, their estimates by uh, 46%, 30%, 21%. You know, that could be deal-related, Mo, because look up here. The, think the, uh, they were inflated estimates and no. now they're chopping their well, estimates? Well, I think they bought, the I think it, it looks to me like they bought something and they paid up and it got a little diluted. Because, and where are you looking? What do you think well, they Well, look at the book value. Yeah. It went from 8 yep. to 14 per yeah, yeah, share yeah. in two years. What, what happened to debt, though? Yeah, look at that went up, too. So they bought debt something with them. Yeah. So they, they, they paid up. Something has got, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're getting some type of hit to margin. I mean, you're seeing it in their ROA going down, net margin. Everything's going down. That's all po you know, possibly just an acquisition and then write-offs of duplicative assets. Right. So it's not going to really have a cash effect. And yet yeah, no, it's no, rolling no. through here as missed earnings. I mean, look at this. This is showing up as missed earnings right. when really it's and an acquisition that they uh, – you know, maybe paid a little too much for, but we'll contribute next year. Well, it shows you what analysts know. Yeah, including us. Okay. Uh, third this week. CQ. And I halfway uh, selected this one just on the name. Hmm. CQ. Well, I thought you I thought you were going to say because the ticker was so cool. Well, uh, yeah, that's okay. Box. These guys acquire, own, manage, and lease containers, which are uh, – essentially intermodal equipment used in global trade. And it seems that based on the name, I'm going to guess most of these things end up at sea. Okay. Um, now, here's the thing. Global trade, picking up, right? Say the name. Say the name, the ticker. It's B-O-X. That way you don't have to use telepathy to figure out uh, what we're talking about out there. You got it. Oh, did I not? Did I not name the t the na the company? No, I said C C cube container leasing, B O X. There Thank you go. Mo. Okay, yep. uh, that attention to detail is what sets this show apart. Yeah, in the marketplace, it. we know our ticker symbols. We have an entire list. I have a list of all the tickers in the world. Yeah, right here. Okay, C cube. Um, well, first I was attracted to again the multiple. It was a P E screen. And right. uh, and so that's pretty. That's that's you know part of what you get here. It's uh, let's see, where's the number? It's uh, 8.5 times trailing earnings, which is in this vernacular LTM, which means last 12 months. And then there's a PENTM, which means next 12 months. Hmm. That confused me for a while. I just thought I'd throw that out. So it's cheap on that basis. Enterprise value to EBITDA. 10.5, flip it over. I don't have a calculator. I mean, what's that? 9%, 9.5. That's pretty good in a 2% long bond environment. Um, here's one where they have not been disappointing the analysts. Actually, uh, the uh, analyst estimates have been rising, so something good's going on. EBIT margin at this company is 57%. Uh, it's a leasing company, so I'm not sure that means a ton um, since interest is part of their cost of goods in effect, um, but then net margins 23. That's after the interest. That's pretty good. Um, asset turns 
a very low 0.1. That's assets to sales. So if they do $208 million in sales with a 0.1 asset turn, that means they've got $2 billion in assets. That's containers. And these containers are on the water. Now, the reason I think this is interesting right now, and the stock is reflecting this, I mean, I'm not a Mo guy, but the stock has had a big run, but it's still cheap. It's 1670, but you could have bought it uh, last year at some point for 11. So it is moving, but I don't think you've missed it. Global trade right now, um, you know, the U.S. is recovering. Japan is slowly recovering. Europe, who knows? But from where they're at, it's going to be a recovery over the next few years. And containers um, on the sea are gaining share from air freight and things like that because of the cost of fuel. Sea transportation is increasingly gaining advantages over air transportation. And now that we're using, um, you know, deported uh, illegal immigrants to row the boats, they're not really using, some of them are using no diesel at all. Uh, well, this company's not into that. Well, oh. their competitors, uh, some of their competitors are doing that. That explains this is the full, Their ships are fully motored. Really? All of these ships. Built in the USA? No, probably none of them were, but... Uh, you know how ships are. They all are carrying foreign flags because of the onerous union labor rules right. in America. Right. So no one, there are actually no American ships uh, except the military ships and the ships that serve the military uh, or serve the government. I think they require them to be U.S. ships, but um, very few ships are U.S. Mm -hmm. ships, sadly. Um, and so I doubt theirs are. The company, though, is headquartered in New Jersey. So it doesn't get more American. Is that a plus or is that a plus or a negative? Uh, well, at least it's in America. Ah. So you know, we we know something about New Jersey. If you define America sort of loosely. Now the return, <clears throat> yeah, you have to do that. Return on assets here low, two percent, but it's a leasing company, so that's what you expect. Return on equity twenty, uh, and so when you take the return on equity divided by the return on assets, you know you get. Um, in effect, your assets to equity ratio, and that's your uh, you know that gives you a sense of your of your leverage. Or if you flip that around, equity to assets, what's that? About twelve percent. And frankly, that's about where some of your well capitalized banks are today. So you know this, uh, for example, I think when Bear Stearns went down, it was thirty three to one. This is eight to one. So you're in pretty good shape on that. That's, re that's reassuring. That's like comparing this uh, to the Titanic. It's like, well, you know, well, this it is, probably uh, isn't going to sink. No, it isn't. They're very well capitalized. But I'd just like to throw that, that number out because some of those guys that went down, they had enormous bad, bad levels of debt. And these guys, they don't. They're a leasing company. They're leasing containers. The value of the containers are the collateral for the debt. Containers don't lose value. Um, you know, they're made of metal and that kind of thing. So C-Cube container leasing, BOX, 8.5 times earnings. I like that one. I'll uh, throw a flag of caution. Yeah. If you um, take, take a look at this. You got that thing in front Where of you. Where did it go? All right. Um, sales have gone from 240 to 140 to 137. So you've got a three-year trend. Wait a minute. Where are you looking here? Wrong company. Oh, here you go. Sales. Yeah, that's uh, that's a and, couple of years ago. And blah, 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 blah. are you talking about 09 and 2010? There? I'm saying 08. Yeah, and then um, 
you look at uh, 09, they dropped, and oh, then God. 210, they dropped, and then all of a sudden they pop. And yeah. you know why they popped? Yes. They bought something. Well, they yep, might. shares We're, went from sixteen to twenty million. Yeah, debt went from six hundred million to a billion. So they yeah, clearly, they did. so they acquired something. Let's see what they bought, and that's why all the earnings estimates are going up because they're obviously acquired something, which the stock has got the big yeah. pop in. So the they question, bought something good, evidently. Obviously, but the question now is, you know, is this thing gonna, you know, continue? Has it? Have we? Re, has it already been played out in the stock? So I would want to go back and say, hmm. What's the event, and what are people saying? Is this sort of like okay, it's already, you know, it's already earned its big, uh, big pop? But yeah, they bought That's a good something. Point. They but bought the valuation something. is what it is, and uh, and if it's that cheap after this kind of a run yeah. with that kind of yeah, worth a look. So. Sounds good. All right, so those are the three uh, value names we had this week uh, coming off of the uh, screen, and one thing we're going to do on the show now is. And we're just going to make it a little more real. So that's a screen I actually use here in the shop. And each week we're going to bring you a screen that me or the team is actually running here in the shop as a way to generate ideas in our portfolio. The uh, team. You mean all those team. leprechauns that are doing the research out there? Those guys you run into. Are they friendly when you walk in? or yeah, They seem busy. Yeah. They're busy? not used to this. I think they're getting used to you, but I mean, we used to... I used to do the show not here. People weren't aware of it. My own colleagues didn't even know I was doing the show. And then it started to come out, you know. Oh, it came out. <clears throat> it sure did. Now it's out. Your receptionist saw me on the street as uh, was coming in. She mm. said, are you going to do the radio show? I said, I she, can't she tell. saying that on the street? We're, we're supposed to be underground. Yeah, you can't acknowledge out. that on the street. Yeah. Oh, well. Where, what, just out here, or? Mm-hmm. Around the building or somewhere uptown yep, or where yep, were you yep, guys? Yep, yep. Hmm. Okay, yeah, don't say anymore. Okay, well, so Mo, uh, and I also want to apologize because I forgot to do paging through national economic trends. So we'll bring that back. Last, last week uh, we tried to get it in. We didn't do it. This week I was going to get it in. But saved, we had some. Saved by the <clears> bell, <throat> listeners. We had some other intervening events this week that prevented me from really getting uh, into that segment, but uh, we'll bring it next week, yep. paging through national economic trends, so I like that. Yeah. Well, so what? Are you, aren't you doing something? Yeah. Yeah. Here's, a, here's something. Vox International, ticker symbol is V-O-X-X. Now, now where, where, where's this coming from, Mo? Came off your screen. Oh, no? this was on my screen? No, I think I found it in the printer. In the printer, yeah. This I do. This it's a random way, a random walk. You know, you walk the, around the office and you, see and, what someone uh, didn't pick up in the printer. I, you know what? Okay, <laughs> I've been doing this for fourteen years. As really? a side, not professionally, and uh, I gotta be. I'm I'm saying it now on the new show. That's your so system. People know, it's uh, it's remarkable. Walk around the office, pick up. I'm well. three. I'm I'm almost I'm almost three times ahead of the market <laughs> this way, and I've been. You know, we have. 14 floors. So, anyway. What is it with people not going, getting the stuff out of the printer? Look. That's amazing. It works. So, the na- here's the name. V-O-X-X. Tipper, ticker symbol is V-O-X-X Vox. Um, it's handy. Yeah, do you remember Audio Vox? Do you remember all that stuff they make? Advent speakers. I mean. Is that of, who these guys yeah, are? Yeah, it's sort of, it's not that disc. I don't know anything disc about Disc washers. This. Like, kind of lower end stereo equipment. Anyway. What intrigues me is uh, we've seen a couple of these stocks 
which have had a big jump yeah. in their stock price. And then you look down and you go, ah, they bought something. How do you they know that? They bought something. Yeah. Because the shares went up, because the debt went up, right. and all Assets. of a sudden the revenues are going yeah. up, and it wasn't right. organic. Tell me what I'm missing. Look at the earnings. First of all, the stock's been a killer stock, right? It's going straight up. Well, it's gone from five to uh, where the hell is 13 it? Thirteen change. So yeah. good sign in six months. What have you? Right. Um, there's only two analysts to cover it, so it's not like you got a bunch of people that are cheerleaders that are pushing the stock. I mean, these are obviously people who are either insiders or kind of in the know that are junking that are pushing the stock up. Well, let's see who they are. Earnings estimates revisions have been up forty percent in the last three months and thirty-two percent in the last six months. There's no, there's no change in the assets, so they haven't bought anything. There's no change in the shares, but earnings are going from eighty cents to a buck thirty. I mean, this is sort of an old school uh, stereo company. You remember? Did you ever hear of um, a Klipsch speakers? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I've heard of that. That's uh, I had those earbuds actually. Right now, now did you ever hear of Turk? No. Turk, nah, Turk they made antennas for your stereo. You put it on top of your stereo. and I mean, this was no, pre-internet no. radio. I, didn't have that. I, I, was, I never got good reception. Maybe I was. Um, anyway, so um, I think it's uh, there's clearly a story here because uh, that segment of the market, to the best of my knowledge, hasn't taken off in the last year. So you've got a pretty big earnings estimate revisions upward. Um, you've got a great, nice jump in, in sales. If you look at their sales, they've gone from 550 to 560, and all of a sudden, 700, 930. What's that about? I don't know. So clearly, Plus something's... they got a new, uh, you know, a, a new door, a new uh, customer, <coughs> you know, in Walmart or in, who knows, Best Buy or something. Whatever they've done, it looks like it's sustainable. It doesn't look like it's an acquisition, and my only concern with acquisitions is when they drive up one year of financials, you just have always got the integration risk. You never know whether that one year of great pop in fundamentals is going to deteriorate over the next two or three. Since well, to me this looks like it's organic. Well, I don't then, know. I don't know though. You know, they're they're not showing shares, so the shares are flattish. Uh, return on assets has uh, really jumped from last year, and EBITDA margins. Look at that. They've gone from two to seven in three years. So yeah. something very good is happening. And it's, and it's organic. It's not acquired. So V-O-X-X, I'd go out and kick the tires on that Kick one. the tires. That's what we do. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Well, I guess uh, we did four four exciting ideas this week for the listeners. And since we're uh, using new, new sources, we have a, I think we've got better bandwidth now. Well, you know what we're doing? And, nope. uh, things come in, uh, you know, there, there, there's reasons for things. We are now simply doing what we do in the shop. And uh, I'll tell you one thing. We don't get a magazine, look through the table of contents and pick stocks. Um, and you so don't? We don't. But yet, you know, sometimes that can make a good show for a few years. But what we're doing now is we're just going to go through, run the screens we run. I mean, you're taking ideas out of the printer. For God's sake, if that isn't real i don't know what is so thanks for tuning in everybody uh this has been another week uh with uh the value guys we are you know longtime wall street analysts who just want to bring you a few good ideas each week so hope you find some value in that if you have any comments about this week's show write in at val 
at thevalueguys.com or Mo, Mo. at the value guys. Yeah, we both take email. And, and we uh, both take uh, Visa and MasterCard. Or cash. Yeah. Send it on yeah, in. Yeah. Or if you have a car you don't need. Right. Can, that's, what they, that's the thing. They're stick on car talk. They're always asking for stuff. Uh, see all our disclosures, www.thevalueguys.com. And, again, thanks for listening, and everybody. Have a good weekend.